God, if you rewrote this movie, but she showed him Goodwill Hunting instead of the Three Stooges, he just keeps trying to empathize with everybody all the time. Not your fault. Denny Five can talk. After we decommissioned Denny Cop, I wasn't sure we were going to get a fun, safe, family-friendly robot, but uh, Denny Five, can you talk to us now? What are you feeling? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Denny Number Five. Bum, 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 uh oh, <laughs> he knows music. Bum, 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 <laughs> bum, One, two. Three, four, five, everybody in the car, come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. Are you going to cut me off or let me do the whole Mambo number five? <laughs> I was going to see how far you got. A little bit of Denny bot in my life, if I may. Um, <laughs> that's not the input we wanted to give you. <laughs> give me input. Oh, let me buy you Denny dinner first. This, this, this fell apart faster than uh, number three the one that hit the outhouse was that disassemble <laughs> Dis- disassemble disassemble <laughs> disassemble <laughs> this intro disassembled quickly <laughs> uh. intro dead <laughs> intro dead uh welcome back to movies for win everybody <laughs> didn't even try to wrap it up i, I gotta just shut it off uh cheers with your diet Thank dr you. pepper DDP, baby. Uh, Fill I've, the bag. I've got a Coke Zero, so that's two mm. different companies that could sponsor us. Hey. <sighs> I think we're just trying to provide evidence that we're old because we uh, used to drink alcohol while we recorded this podcast, and now we're drinking diet sodas. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's sugar-free. Uh, <laughs> it's 2.30 p.m. on a Sunday. We're not there yet. Um, if we were recording later, then yeah, I would have a nice little cerveza. Hell yeah. So if you couldn't tell by our uh, killer intro, we are wrapping up our discussion, our theme, our series, Movies for Win, You're Afraid of Robots. We are closing it out with the fan-selected audience poll winner, Short Circuit. Woo! I can't believe it won the poll. It beat Blade Runner 2049 and Terminator. I can't. Well, you campaigned for this one pretty hard. I... I always campaign for something. It almost never works. This is this is the voice of the people right here. It rarely works when I campaign for something. It works often enough, and I think in this case, I'm pleased with this winner. I'm I'm I had a great time watching this movie. I can't wait to talk about it. And you know, this yeah. I really like. We said it before, like when a theme has a really good movie, and then like. It'd be kind of a bad one that, that we can have fun with and then just like some kind of uh, something 
RoboCop-esque, where it's just like a fun ride the whole time. I like having a whole range of different kinds of movies that fit the theme. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't think we're going to get that for our next series. More on that later. Um, Before we begin, I wanted to give a little shout out, a little love. Uh, Rest in peace to an absolute legend. Lance Reddick did pass away the other day at 60 years old. Um, Hella prolific actor. Absolutely loved him. My first intro to him was when he was in The Wire. I think that's kind of where he got the majority of his start. Uh... You probably saw him in a whole bunch of minor roles, and he voiced so many cartoon and video game characters, you probably didn't realize you were seeing and hearing him um, as often as you were. Um, rest in peace, Lance Reddick. Anything on Lance, Denny? I, uh, I I don't know who he is. Someone someone assumed I would because I like movies, and this happened earlier to me. <laughs> and um. it's, it's <laughs> happened again, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, just watch The Wire, Denny, everybody. I still I still haven't seen The Wire. Yeah. I know I need to. Just make the time to... Just commit the 60 hours to watching <laughs> this entire show. <laughs> God, it's got to be easy to find that time. Uh, but yeah. Um, back on track here, Denny. Before we get into Short Circuit, what else have you been watching this week? Well, I have a little bit of a shorter list this week uh, because most of what I've been watching was the second half of season one of The Last of Us, and that took a little while. Um, (laughs) It was so good. Like, we had to break them up a little bit. I remember telling Vanessa at one point, come on, babe, there can't be a murder-suicide in every episode. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not going to get that twice in a row. (laughs) So... You'd be right. Um... Yeah, I don't want to give away uh, future announcements or anything, but there's there's probably going to be more of an opportunity to talk about this later. But I don't think I'm going to join for that opportunity because um, I don't have some of the perspective that will be present in that opportunity. So I'll just say I fucking loved that show. Um, I loved it so much. It was really, 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 really good. Uh, one of my favorite shows I've seen in a long-ass time. Um, the only other thing I watched this week was The Pale Blue Eye. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, that's that Christian Bale Netflix movie. Yeah. How is that? It's been on my. It's been sitting on my list for a couple months now, so... Yeah, it's... Uh oh. It's very it's it's mediocre. It's mediocre. It's very very mediocre. Um there's a couple moments where it dips into uh the bad territory, but not enough that I feel like it like ruins the movie. Um but yeah, we saw Christian Bale and Dudley from Harry Potter is playing Edgar Allan Poe in a murder mystery and we were like this is going to be awesome. Um and it, it's it's not awesome. It's pretty far from it. Um <laughs> Christian Bale uh, starts caging at one point, so that's kind of fun. Um, I, I would say a, a step down for Bale, definitely. This this was very much uh, a Netflix movie, not as a compliment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, step down for Christian Bale. Um, a fine, fine enough movie. Uh, I, it held my attention. I was technically entertained, but not very much, you know, <laughs> like I've, it's, it's, it's not a great movie. You, you should skip it on your watch list, um, okay. but it is fine. It's like a perfectly fine movie. Um, if, if you want to watch it, I don't think you'll be like mad 
it's just not very good either. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I um, I, I always come across it again. I'm like, I should finally get around to watching this, and it just, I'm just never in the mood. When I'm sitting on Netflix, I could like watch this, or I could watch um something else. Did yeah. you? All right. Uh, what else did you watch there, bud? That's it, man. That's the whole list. Because uh, we've been playing a lot of uh, Nintendo Switch at our downtime as well. So between Nintendo Switch, AEW Dynamite, watching half a season of an hour-long drama, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there there hasn't been much else watched by me. I'm still I'm still on my Bee and Puppycat shit. Still watching that, you know. But um, I didn't like start any new shows I haven't talked about before. Okay. Well, I'll take the opportunity. While I was on Netflix skipping pale blue eye i did watch a a show with my wife it's called outlast it -hmm. is like a survival game reality show very unsurvivory it's basically like four groups of four survive in like the alaskan wilderness for as long as they can and that's basically it last team standing people die uh no nobody dies oh (laughs) then why is it called survival well they're not gonna let people die they like they like call in like a rescue team like hey pull me out i'm i'm done with this so it's more of a give up game show than a survival game show technically yeah no one's died on survivor either to my knowledge I don't... well no that show's called survivor that means you live well outlast <laughs> no one's gonna die in survivor it would be called um um fatality if if we already have enough died. Mortal Kombat media. Thanks, Danny. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't. This is an un, un, unsubstantiated claim that there's enough Mortal Kombat media. There's like 15 I... games and three movies. Yeah? What What have they done for me lately, though? We need more Mortal Kombat content. And the 20-whatever one was good. 2019? 2019? I think it was like early 2020. Yeah, yeah. No, because that was... Uh, I think that was the first movie I saw back in theaters. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because I actually went to Movie Tavern because Alamo Drafthouse wasn't open. Very fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, not getting sponsored anytime soon by Movie Tavern. Um, I hate Movie Tavern. <laughs> they suck. Well, speaking of movies, uh, the only movie I did have time to watch this week, it was a very busy week, I did watch uh, multiple Oscar winner a rewatch of Everything Everywhere all at once. Yes. And still feel the same about it. It's great. Loved it. And I posted it on Twitter. I was right when we did our episode on it. I, I said, I think for like a frame, um, Joy is holding an Oscar. And they're really calling their shot. And I watched it again, paused it at the right moment, and I was right. Joy is holding an Oscar for so like cool. a frame and a half, I swear. <laughs> like That's so cool um yeah it rocked that movie rocks cool what a good year of movies are we gonna talk about the oscars um no by the time this comes out it'll be like two weeks out like people have forgotten they know our opinions on pretty much everything um so yeah i i think the only real disappointment is that your least favorite animated short (laughs) won best animated short You know what? I'll take the L there because I can't remember being this happy with the Oscars uh, ever with with their results. Um, so they they got they got best animated feature right. So I'll let them mess up short. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, they did get best lead actress wrong, but I do love Michelle Yeoh quite a bit. That's my only 
The only small complaint. I, I, I just can't hate a Michelle Yeoh win. I just can't. No, certainly not this one. Uh, all right. Denny, that's all the stuff we watched. Damn, light week for both of us. Very light week. It was a very long, drawn out, stressful, bad, no, very not good week. It was just, it was just busy. It wasn't like. Sorry, brother. Uh, we're taking the weekend. We need it. Is all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Very relaxing. Same dog. Before it gets busy again. All right, uh, let's get busy with a little film called Short Circuit. This is a. Who's Johnny? Mm. Johnny. The 1986 classic. You can watch this movie on Tubi. Or not Tubi. No, you can watch it on Tubi. Um, I watched it on not Tubi. Yeah, okay. I think it's in a few different places for basically free, but I watched it on Tubi. I had the DVD. Oh, proud of it. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Physical media, folks. It's the best. Yep. Um, before we summarize the plot, I will give the Critical review of the week for Short Circuit. <clears throat> Holy saccharine number five. <laughs> this movie is so 80s it craps Reagan campaign posters. <laughs> 7.8 out of 10. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Yep, nailed it. <laughs> perfect, perfect review. You said it all, my friend. Um... Hell yeah. I'm I, I I found the review before I watched the movie, so I was like, hell yeah, I know I'm in for a good time. I'm grateful oh, yeah. for this podcast getting me like getting eighties classics or you know well, I assume this is kind of a classic. Getting it is. fun eighties uh movies in front of my face. I like it. It's great. You're welcome, Greg. You're welcome. It was this or Terminator, basically, for me. So um, Terminator's so good. 80s comes out on top again for this theme. Now, Denny, this was <laughs> kind of your pick. You made it happen. So I'm going to let you <laughs> summarize the plot of Short Circuit, simple as it is. All right. So um, there is a uh, branch of the military called Nova, and they have super sophisticated robots that are just absolute killing machines. They blow a bunch of shit up. Um, and on the day of their big presentation to investors or what have you, military folk, uh, they uh, a big old lightning bolt strikes um, the building and electrocutes the living fuck out of uh, number five. Five out of five of the robots. Um, and if you wonder... Why that brought him to life, there's a direct quote from the movie I would like to provide you with. Mm. How, how it happens, who the hell knows? But it has happened, is how the movie explains its AI science and <laughs> shows its math that, to the audience. That's all I need, baby. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's alive. Um, he gets taken out with a bunch of garbage, immediately, uh, breaks into a food truck and starts <laughs> squirting ketchup everywhere until he meets Ali Sheedy. Um, uh, Ali Sheedy takes him inside, uh, and he just keeps asking for input and she's not picking up, you know, he's got the riz on and, uh, she just keeps handing him encyclopedias. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> right through a bunch of encyclopedias fucks up her house long story short i don't know why i'm giving a play-by-play of the movie of what johnny five does this is a synopsis the military and her abusive ex-boyfriend both want to take him away um while she's trying to help prove that he's alive uh eventually uh we have to watch our beloved number five die tragically only to be revealed it was a decoy um and they're all gonna go to acres in montana with a whole bunch of animals and a robot and live happily ever after short circuit ladies and gentlemen well summarized hell yeah thank you uh man so denny um i'll give my relationship with this movie because it is a very short one i hadn't seen this movie before so this is my first watch through of it i think i was kind of familiar with its existence when Mm -hmm. i was younger like probably saw it saw the the case at blockbuster or something just never picked it up i don't know why i always assumed it was like a scary movie i don't know oh yeah (laughs) i don't know something about the poster just set my little child alarm bells off saying like don't get this one big scary robot so glad to be proven wrong here (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was not afraid of this robot those first couple minutes might have might have been scary yeah i think so but we're proud of you for being brave i'm brave that's right how about you um how many times have you seen this one i actually didn't grow up on it and i'd only seen it once before um it was on my first annual movie list vanessa and i would make and i put it on there because abed nadir has posters of it on his wall in community and i'd never seen it um and i still remember for some reason because we were like broke as fuck so we must have like found twenty dollars on the ground to do this it was a big deal we went to movie trading co and got jurassic park short circuit and tron for 3.99 each and took them home and watched them all and it was also memorable because that day vanessa was pretty tapped out at two movies but i was adamant we commit to the triple feature um you would not believe how much she hates Tron if you bring it up to her. <laughs> she was in such a bad mood when she watched it, and she was so over it. She still uh, does not like Tron at all, but she did enjoy Jurassic Park and Short Circuit that day. Was she exhausted by that point, or was she just realizing that you spent, like, the last $20 you might have had on... <laughs> these fucking movies it was probably more that because i'm like i was remembering this earlier today preparing for the show and i was like where did we get the money to do this like we were so broke at this time like we must have like it must have been like right after a birthday or something like that like actually it was it was it was right after maybe i had some birthday money i don't know i don't know man well, I'm glad you did, and I'm glad you didn't des- decide to spend it on something like food or whatever. <laughs> you know, Food comes and goes, but short circuit is forever. What's great about being poor with Vanessa um, is that there can be like literally nothing edible in the kitchen, and you leave her alone in there for like an hour, and she'll have like the best curry you've ever eaten in your life for you. Um, and I don't know how she does it. So we didn't have to worry about food. But you know what Vanessa doesn't make a lot of, Greg? Um, Feature length yeah, films. That's literally that. <laughs> 80s family hit classics? 
yeah, man, she's really bad at that. Like you should. <laughs> you know, it's it it's. I don't want to air our dirty laundry, but it's been addressed. Okay, we all <laughs> it's been addressed. We all have things we need to work on. Yeah, like <laughs> we all have yeah. our strengths and weaknesses. Your wife yeah. just happens to be really bad at making future length 80s films so yeah yeah but she's really good at cooking and she thinks that makes up for it for some reason just kidding we'll give her a pass we'll give her a pass oh shit like oh this food's only gonna keep me occupied for 15 minutes short circuit's gonna keep me occupied for an hour and 40 so what did she really accomplish you're gonna have to start serving in courses if you want to compete with number five course number five is alive oh fuck. <laughs> you gotta kill it first <laughs> it's lobster we're off the rails here it's lobster um uh so watching this movie i was getting a little bit worried because i i went through the critiker reviews to find my review of the week before i watched the movie and i saw a lot of negative reviews so like it was pretty much all in the middle some positives, some negatives, some people really loving the nostalgia of it all and everything. So going on there, I had like low expectations and I thought it was an incredibly cool intro credit sequence. Yes. And I thought it was beautiful, but that set off a red flag because that was our favorite part of uh, Halloween 3 season of the witch. Oh, oh, shit. I was like, oh no, if this is the best part again, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, no, but that was really nice to see in a kid's movie that there's like actual inspired cinematography in that intro. And then immediately after it, they blew up like five trucks and a tank, like the vehicle budget on this film, like the mannequin they, budget. Yeah, they were hooking kids attention. Yeah, the mannequin budget just absolutely put TJ Maxx to shame. The mannequins <laughs> that were destroyed for this Um Man, dude, I love the beginning of this movie. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. And yeah, I was expecting like a family lighthearted romp and then we're blowing up tanks. So yeah. And like having a really cool um, practical like robot building sequence for the intro credits. I was like, hmm, this is pretty badass. And then uh, we get the presentation and I'm just like, all right. Yeah, this is just kind of a fun family movie because yeah. I feel like the I think that guy's the president of Nova. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's fumbling a lot of his lines a lot of the time. Definitely seems like it, yeah. There's a few moments where, like, you know, this doesn't mean much of anything, but, like, the the captions will say something, and he's saying something else, and it sounds like he kind of forgot or just, like, kind of was stalling while he remembered his lines every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably not the case it was a weird character anyways but he was kind of a kind of a bumblefuck kind of a ah, oh yeah kind of a, a bumblefuck as they say <laughs> um yeah but i guess continuing on like that intro credit sequence when we meet our our scientist um mr guy i forgot his name it's not important uh i don't remember his name either uh shoot anyways he's in his lab and we see like he's working on a new robot and the arm is like playing the piano and you can see the fishing line on the robot arm. And I was like, Oh no, the robots are going to be bad in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but they weren't. 
Uh, no, they were really good. Like, very sophisticated, I thought. I was blown away by, like, how convincing these were. And it's just like, you know, it's it's an 80s movie, so they're, they don't have, like, Boston Dynamics robots. Yeah. Walking, like, walking and everything. So, like, a kind of a clunky robot on treads is to be expected for this era. But this guy, like, these, these robots are, like, moving around. They're, like, expressive with their little shutter eyebrows. They, like, perk up and, like, slouch. And they can kind of, like, convey emotion. And it's all really convincing. So. When they got the the mouth lights that sync to the dialogue, you know, like their their the lights on their mouth will move a little bit, mm-hmm. and it'll like match up with them talking. And there was never like an awkward moment where I felt like the words didn't match the rotation of the dots. You know, yeah. like they 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 did that really well. They don't just like blink at a steady pace. Yeah. They like go yeah. along with whatever's being said. Yeah. Um. But yeah, these robots were cool. Robots. I feel like Robot. John, Johnny Five rolled so Wally could roll faster. Um, <laughs> See, <laughs> nobody walked around. My 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 comparison to Wally was that Wally was missing one thing: horniness. <laughs> and <laughs> Wally looked what like a it? crotchless romance compared to the sexual tension between Johnny Five and Ali Sheedy. Like, oh, you could cut it with a knife, Greg. It was hot. It was hot and it got me going. <laughs> he cut it with a laser. Nice software. Like, Oh, my God. <laughs> the robot was like, I like your boobs. Like, great writing. <laughs> and he sounded so delighted. He was a horny robot. It is your turn for input. Uh, <laughs> how many- I'm surprised that... Horny bastard never made an input joke, or maybe that's what he was always asking for. <laughs> it's coded. That's message. why. He, that's why he kept asking because <laughs> no one was fucking him. <laughs> First thing you obtain when you gain sentience is a sense of horniness. I get it. <laughs> Honestly, when I think about my own psychosexual development, Greg, I'd have to say you're right. I think back to early memories. I fap, therefore I am. <laughs> this is this is not okay. Um, Denny, I, I texted you that I had a good time watching this movie. I think you were a little worried that this one might be a dud. Yeah, because, well, I'd only seen it once, and I know that, like... I know that I can watch a bad 80s robot movie for children and be like, this is so much fun, even if it's not good. Uh, so I, I wasn't sure how it was going to land because I had no memory of if it was like actually good. I just remembered liking it, you know, <laughs> like but mm-hmm. me liking it doesn't mean uh, this is not a good movie make as uh, it, it was from the Captain Fantastic era, if you know what I mean. I, I question yeah. I question everything about my taste in that time period now. Um, so yeah, I, it was a toss up. It was a real toss up. Totally understandable. And I think you were worried about another earnest, uh, scared, stupid situation. Luckily, yes. we, uh, we avoided that. This was a, a fun family movie, I guess. But I also texted you that I had one major talking point that I didn't tell you what it was, but I have a guess. Oh, oh what's, what's your guess? I want to know what you think. 
One of my notes is, while we have to address the brown face guy. Yeah, that wasn't my main talking point. We'll get to that later. I do want to address this first, though. Uh, yeah. Just, ah, uh, boy. Uh, Fisher Stevens is the name of the yeah. actor. He's good in succession. I like the actor. Hey. I like the actor. I don't know what we were thinking having <laughs> this white man play an Indian character. Is it? And and constantly make racial jokes. Like, every time he talks, the joke is like, <laughs> people with accents. <laughs> like, that's, that's what they're doing every time he opens his mouth. I was going to ask if it was like a stereotype that, like, Indian people don't know completely or, like, often, like, misquote common English phrases. Is that a stereotype that I wasn't aware of that they just like you'll you'll have to mistranslate the, English cat English phrases. You'll have to ask the people in the 80s who elected Reagan. <laughs> so the answer to that question is probably <laughs> like yeah, sure they do it all the time. It's not a real thing that happens. <laughs> with with those people there's like a rule 34 of stereotypes, you know, like <laughs> If 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 you can think of it, yes, they've stereotyped it in some way. Yeah. You've, oh my gosh. Yeah. It it was a bad, bad move. I think the character making that same joke basically every line was very very annoying. Even if it was like, even if it was like an Indian actor making these jokes, I think yeah. they sucked. So yeah. No, they were. It was shit humor. It was absolutely tasteless, and it's like a huge blemish on an otherwise really rad movie. And I just try to ignore it, but it's there a lot. Like yes. it, it, it just starts jumping into scenes and ruining them. And you're just trying to put that out of your mind that that, that, that there's a brown face actor in this movie doing race humor. Uh, I I feel like uh, I feel like we are way past the point of like it was a different time like this wasn't happening in mainstream media in the 80s like really like white people playing minorities what the fuck like this is 1986 mm -hmm. yeah exactly even though i was... why did this happen <laughs> but within the last three weeks you did mention dan Aykroyd doing blackface in another movie so oh shit you're right maybe it is a it was, this sort of thing was burning out, but it still came up every once in a while. <laughs> but I mean, that was also for a bit, it wasn't like Dan Aykroyd was in blackface for the entire movie. The character did a blackface bit, still still not okay. okay. But like, it wasn't like Dan Aykroyd did 90 minutes in blackface like this guy did. <laughs> uh just like a <laughs> would, yeah it would be way more offensive if it was like a malcolm x biopic starring Dan <laughs> jesus christ yeah there'd, it'd be a different situation um but yeah i i will say i hated that character i thought they had something i thought it was like a fun buddy comedy kind of um dynamic with that character and newton crosby who was the other um, scientist character i had to look up steve gutenberg's character name because i which it passed right it passed right through me i didn't 
his he character says it a lot honestly newton newton crosby it it's two last names i think that's where i'm messing up so yeah <laughs> but for a character that seemed so vitally important i just feel like he was never in control of anything ever yeah so it just seemed sort of insignificant inconsequential yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was literally like uh he, he was just a sidekick like that's all he had no role but to be a sidekick imagine Pl- and they they were going for plucky uh they they didn't quite uh stick the landing on that though he was a sidekick in his own story so i think that's why he was very forgettable <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, someone who was unforgettable, though, Denny. This is the the main talking point that I actually did want to get into. Um, if we could, I I wanted to spend the next thirty minutes or so discussing the fact that they named a character Scroder. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil uh, the favorite line discussion. Oh, I think I know yours now. (laughs) Did you hear him call his kids three dandy little scroters? Boy, did I. Um... (laughs) And they say his name a lot. They yell his name a bunch. Scroter! (laughs) Calm down, Scroter. You can't expect me not to laugh. This fucking... Sesame Street ass ball sack name. <laughs> Sesame Street character. He's got a scroter. He kept blowing on what I came to call his scrote whistle. <laughs> if I may. How how did this pass? I I, I it makes sense that we like we got a brown face character through the ringer, right? Like that made that made the pass through several rounds of consideration. So why not also have a character named Scroder be like the main va- the main bad guy? They were just trying to see how lazy the MPA was at that point. I would say very. That was just so fucking funny, though. Like every time they yelled his name, it sucked all the dramatic tension out of every scene that that happened in. And it, it 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 made it better that he was like this like army general goofball like that like do you remember him saying hold your fire like how much like yes I do how much that. he got into shouting hold your fire like he was just the most ridiculous character in the movie man in a movie with a like adorable robot Scroters running around stealing the show <laughs> like he's Pedro Pascal an unbearable weight of massive talent uh. <laughs> Uh, put it on the poster. Scroder shines. Uh, <laughs> I think Roger Ebert said that. Uh, I I like the part where he called Crosby a four-eyed idiot, and he's like, he doesn't wear glasses at any point in the movie. <laughs> there are just so many great things are said in this movie like this is a hard one to narrow down favorite line for me there's just so much stuff like that like calling someone four eyes who's not wearing glasses like the other guy wears glasses are you talking to him like it doesn't seem like you are they forgot they blocked it wrong the script just says four-eyed idiot and they accidentally had him say it to the wrong character oh my god what a great film um yeah, this this definitely had some 
I guess I'm I'm done with Scrote for now. Uh, we'll he'll come up later. You always say you're done with Scrote, but you never are. <laughs> <laughs> I do always say that. Um, famously, yeah. This the '80s of it all. Two times, not once, Denny, but twice. We have our main character saying, "Okay, here's the plan." And then muted whispers of the plan. <laughs> that happens twice. Oh my god. <laughs> All I could think of was Abed saying, he said, I know you hate it when they do this in movies. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Abed, you have to actually tell us the plan. No one's cutting away. <laughs> oh, right. Here's the plan. And then they cut away. <laughs> god damn. I feel like yeah, Abed having a short circuit poster on his wall. Really, um, you could tell where they got inspiration for exactly that. It totally fits. Um, there's another poster on Abed's wall that I really want to see, and we need to find a reason to cover it for the podcast. Um, and the reason I want to see it so bad is I keep a running list of movies I want to watch. Like, if I ever just see a movie um like if it's like a trailer at alamo draft house or something i'll just put it in the in the notes app and the notes app is titled the first movie on it and i've been wanting to see it for like five or six years and i've never gotten to delete it from my running list of movies short circuit two can we do that <laughs> next week <laughs> oh my god i don't know about next week i was gonna ask you at some point if you had seen short circuit two no, uh, someone was commenting on one of our Facebook posts that apparently it gets, like, dark. Like, someone puts, like, a, an evil chip in Johnny Five or something, um, and he, he starts wrecking some shit. Apparently, it's it's kind of heavy. I was going to ask if you had seen it, if there was a character named Short Circuit 2, just like, God, we, that would be just like we had for Robocop. <laughs> Why, why'd you name him Short Circuit 2 and not Number 6? conceptual symmetry <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised he knows what that is screenplay by johnny five <laughs> <laughs> if johnny five if like short circuit three was johnny five has become so aware that he's doing all this meta shit now because like he is in the matrix so to speak <laughs> i do like the idea you've got me thinking here uh number five sentience you think he would have passed the Turing test in Ex Machina? Replace Ava with number five. He and was, we've got a fucking film on our hands. He was certainly seductive. <laughs> I notice he keeps asking for input. What's up with that? I love him, like, uh, seducing the guy, seducing Donald Gleason to break out and it's just so he can like run around the house and stir a mixing bowl way too fast and <laughs> make a mess everywhere he doesn't, disappear. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't disappear into the crowd he's just like input like running around the house for hours he just like loosely puts on the other android skin just like <laughs> hanging loose over his shoulders beautiful beautiful <laughs> Oh my god. I mean, if this guy can, like, in a pinch, create a replica of himself in the back of a van, I think he can dress himself in skin reasonably much. Yeah, the absolutely. Most fucked he up could. looking human. Oh my gosh. Imagine him with, like, pro properly put on skin and just <laughs> in a traffic intersection. 
Ex Machina could have been better, is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I can't I kinda wanna get a Johnny Five tattoo. Would you do that with me? Probably not with you. What what would you get? Would you shave the side of your head and put that five on there? Or would you get like a picture of Johnny Five doing something? What would he be doing? Making a cake? Fucking Alley Sheedy. Okay. Um <laughs> maybe we keep that one on the ideas list and then see how we feel about some other things dude you know you know what i have in common with uh with johnny five uh oh long time ali sheedy celebrity crush yeah man <laughs> me and johnny five both have good taste in women mm, i see <laughs> but we just don't know how to uh how to utilize you know you just you just don't have that kind of game i guess i guess not man like i never broke into her food truck and harassed her and destroyed her house while i read her encyclopedias and apparently that's what women want they want you to make a mess of their kitchen squirt ketchup on them and list off the animals that they own which by the way we haven't talked about ali sheedy's character all that much stephanie snow white ass motherfucker with her disney companions oh my god uh it when she's like giving johnny five the input scene it -hmm. feels like a four-year-old giving a house tour to their like parents friends (laughs) (laughs) yeah she she's not acting like she lives there (laughs) (laughs) these are plants these are ants not aunts you want to see a picture of an aardvark like i've had this conversation with my nephew i'm pretty sure Very funny. I can't, like, figure out her age in this movie. She's played... She's written very strangely and performed very... I don't know. Are they going for quirky? Innocent? She has, like, an abusive ex. I don't know. It's all kind of weird to me. Well, that's the thing. The character has this, like, teenage bubbliness. Yeah. But she has the problems of a woman in her mid-30s. And so it's it's a weird mix it's hard to figure out what age they wanted her to be she's going for like a really peaceful house vibes with like all the plants the animals she takes like a bath with like the the big trays she's trying to lead a relaxing wow. life love her energy love the way she lives my dog i would i would live the same way um maybe without a robot but then like sometimes her ex-boyfriend shows up with a rifle at her door (laughs) just Mm -hmm. acting like they're still together so it's it's a tricky it's a tricky situation for for old stephanie yeah yeah it's weird i i I like seeing her cast outside of a goth girl you know like um from uh breakfast club that's what she's most known for yeah i would say so it's yeah it was just cool seeing her in a leading role yeah a much more bubbly uh role than goth like you yeah. were saying uh yeah she's my favorite of the bat of the brad pack so mm. party on now if johnny five was in there again oh, he's, i i didn't say i wanted an ally sheedy tattoo okay <laughs> i think we know who wins that i like that all of my ideas are like what if johnny five was in this movie too uh, <laughs> what if he was person. the terminator <laughs> He's a versatile character, and he would have been a more efficient Terminator than Arnold. Like, 
Johnny Five would have made that a short movie, and that's why James Cameron couldn't do it. He was like, it has to be over two and a half hours. Damn it, I'm Vince McMahon. I don't know why I'm doing my Vince voice for James Cameron. I don't think Jim sounds like that. Big Jim does not talk like Vince McMahon. I don't think so either. I don't know why I did that. <sighs> Me neither. I don't know why you do most of the things you do, buddy. Hey, that's what therapy's for. <laughs> I'm not your therapist. Um, I was having a lot of fun with this movie. You know, despite its issues, I was I was enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. I think it was losing a little bit of steam for me when number five was doing, starting to do like impressions. Mm -hmm. I was getting yeah, that kind of dated the movie more than like the effects already were. Yeah, well, he's doing all these boomer references. He's doing John Wayne and the Three Stooges, and uh, yeah. It was a little too cute, you know, like it, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Went to the well one too many times with the cuteness on Johnny five. Yeah, it was, it was definitely the moments of like, all right, these are for the parents watching. Yeah. You're trying to make it like a fam more of a family movie. He did have a pretty good John Wayne impression. Yeah. I'm, I'm continue to be impressed. Well, it's not a very hard one to do, I guess, now, is it? Even for a robot. Come on, I'm John Wayne. That was awful. <laughs> I, uh, I was wrong. Thanks for proving me wrong, Danny. It, it is kind of hard to do. Is this you, Johnny Five? There is it is. Is this me? Or whatever it is. I don't know. There it is. I'm going to build a robot. Put my name on it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Ugh. Back to business here. I don't have anything. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad. I'm, I'm kind of out of notes here. I think I was um, so blown away by like the intended and unintended comedy of the movie. I was, I was, I thought I could go on a little bit more about our old pal Scroder, but <laughs> it's tough. Well, see, that's I actually didn't. I don't have any notes. I haven't discussed either, other than here's why I made this note like halfway through the movie. I was like, I'm actually pretty immersed in this. Like, I'm not really, I'm not really watching it analytically. And I was like, this usually only happens with like Whiplash, where I get so immersed that I just don't take notes. Um, <laughs> I was like, I actually got like just pretty fully into short circuit and i was really surprised by that i wasn't expecting that at all oh me neither and you know thinking about this movie you're not thinking like oh terrific writing and filmmaking or anything like that but a lot of effort went into a lot of things to really bring you into this world of <laughs> weird robots and uh, animal food truck ladies so it's funny that the animal thing is never, like, an important plot point. Like, she's, yeah. like, they're, they, they, like, introduce this, like, the city's gonna come take them away. And Never saw a single person, a single representative from the city in the entire film, no. And the, the animals, like, never, like, help Johnny Five do something or create a distraction or anything like that. She just has a lot of animals, and this is what I love. And this is what sets this movie apart from movies that get made today. 
they spent money on this movie that they didn't have to spend. Like, mm -hmm. they got so many animals for no real reason other than it's cool. And they, like, blew up so many vehicles. Like, they really put up... Like, I, I'm going to look up the budget, actually. I'm going to look up the budget. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, it's... I really expected the animal thing to be a little bit more critical to yeah. something. Like, her... Uh, for example, her character, but it really seemed like we didn't even have to say, we didn't even have to like show like a skunk or a badger or whatever was in her house. Yeah. But like they they showed him, it was just like kind of a flex of like animal handling, I guess. Well, I feel like maybe they were there more to d demonstrate that she's compassionate, and that's why she would respond to Johnny Five the way she did. You know, like that she's the kind of person who would believe him and also see the be life excited. In him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Short Circuit made forty million on a fifteen million dollar budget. So a pretty wow. successful movie. Damn. Fifteen million in in eighties money. So that's seriously like forty fifty million now. I would say like, mm -hmm. but in in nineteen eighty six money. There we go. That's in the word. I was <laughs> gonna say money and movie too closely together, and my brain just couldn't pick one. It couldn't get past Mo. <laughs> <laughs> in 1986, money. Uh, they spent money on this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, like real big stars or anything, I guess, except outside of Ali Sheedy and I guess Steve Gutenberg. But mm -hmm. yeah. I think it was money well spent. Like I said, we were we were very impressed with uh, all the robot effects. So, two thumbs up from your boys. Yup, big time. To some stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, medium time. Medium time. Thumbs like like the Gladiator guy, Walking Phoenix and the Gladiator. My thumbs yeah. in the middle here. Yeah, this was one that uh, had to dock some points for um, uh, 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 what racism. racism? <laughs> <laughs> we What's had to that dock word? some points for racism. Um, That's right. Greggy, would you like to get into gimmicks with me? Yeah, I think it's about that time. It was yeah, kind of man. a shorter discussion, but it is a... Uh, shorter circuit. It, mm, nice. You know? I, I do like... I don't know. I guess my last thing. I do like that kind of what you said in the in the beginning is just like, oh, the robots just like this now. Lightning, yeah. <laughs> lightning struck it, so it happens. If it works for Jason, why can't it work for a robot? It makes more sense that it works for a robot. It worked for Jason like three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> they went to the lightning well quite a few times in that series. Um, Boy, did they. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, gimmicks. Gimmick of the week. Denny. Our gimmick of the week this week. Gimmick of the series. For the last time, Denny. Threat level detected. What what part of this movie made you think I should be worried about robots? Um, that they will be too adorable to destroy. Um, and also that they might try to take our women from us. Because Johnny Five was definitely setting up some cuckold stuff with Crosby um, by the <laughs> end there. <laughs> got him to got a kiss right on the sensor. Crosby, you are the third wheel. <laughs> Johnny Five Bull. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Real alpha shit from uh, <laughs> from Johnny. Go back to computers, soy boy. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, don't listen to Johnny Five's podcast is what I'll tell you. <laughs> it's a very, the, the Johnny Five experience is very uh, Rogan-esque, so to speak. <laughs> How come we're stuck and like not, we're not a very popular podcast, but Johnny Five is getting like million dollar deals with Spotify. This just isn't fair. Sex sells, Greg. Sex sells and Johnny Five knows that. Sexism. We don't step on the gas enough. Sexism sells. <laughs> Uh, that's that's the truth that's very true yeah well not us folks these we're we're the good guys (laughs) (laughs) we actually know women who who would say so too so that's how you know we're really good guys yeah i would like i like to go out there and say i'm a hashtag good guy um last week i talked to a woman and she only seemed a little bit scared that's how good of a guy i am yeah, when I approached her at night and just <laughs> never mind, none of this started happened. quoting Short Circuit Two, striking up conversation. Have you seen Short Circuit Two? Uh, I wanted her to think I was cool. I lied and said I'd seen Short Circuit Two. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, yeah, good, good job. Threat level detected. Us. Uh, <laughs> uh, my threat level detected. During the um, the presentation of the robots to the military personnel, investors, whatever, mm-hmm. one of the things the robots do is make a gin and tonic. Yeah! The thing is, they put the ice cube in the glass, and then they make the cocktail, and it is 90% gin, and then like a little <laughs> splash of tonic, and then two drops of lime juice. So why are the robots trying to get us drunk? Why do they want our guard down? I'm worried. That You're is worried my th- that they'll enable our species alcoholism? They'll just be like, sure, just drink this. I'm, it might be a little strong, and, and then it's like super strong. Why do they want us to relax our minds? What are they planning? I don't like this. I'm... It's funny to think, like, <laughs> if we really had robots like this and they were plentiful, how many of them would be used primarily to serve alcohol? Like, that seriously would be one of the main functions of them in society. (laughs) And then even at that party, it was a bunch of uh, prototypes serving snacks and alcohol. Yep. Um, All right, Denny, we do have actually a little bonus gimmick, because I watched this on Tubi. Ah. I realized that you watched the DVD, so you can't participate in this week's moment of jarring capitalism, where you watch a movie on a streaming service that has ads what is your favorite standout ad moment? And mine was number five, dying, cut to commercial breaks so somebody can awkwardly tell me why the classic Chick-fil-A sandwich is so good. <laughs> Not in the mood, guys. I'm mourning. I'm in mourning. <laughs> and they tell you that on a Sunday? Yeah. Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. I love the perfectly seasoned breading and that pickle. <laughs> i hate chick-fil-a commercials because they always do like a twofer right yes yes they do them back to back like the same concept and it's just like here's this person to tell you why they love the grilled sandwich and then it seems like the commercial ends and then it seems and then they like start a new one where someone tells you why they like like the salad or something and it's also always employees telling you like i'm like Give me someone who doesn't have a dog in the fight. I want their review of the salad. You know, like you work there. You're paid to be here. 
I mean, I feel like it is. The on-screen, I, I... the on-screen people are usually like an employee saying like, like having an interaction with a customer. They're like on that couch or whatever. And yeah. then the the voiceover ones I thought were customers. They're just you know obviously spontaneously decided to give their opinion to the Chick-fil-A Corporation for a commercial. They were you know these are genuine reviews, folks. Uh, hold on. They have the same energy as the Google Pixel uh, commercials that won't stop ruining my YouTube videos. Oh my god. Hey, these are all 15 seconds long and unskippable. Yes. Google really does big dick you that way. Like, this is our platform. We're going to make you watch these. Yeah, you have to see this. (laughs) You cannot skip it. Um, um... (laughs) Enjoy uh, this 15-second wait to the CPR video you're trying to watch in a pinch. Uh, <laughs> damn, technology's cool. Um, enough about Chick-fil-A, I guess. <laughs> I would give a fake review for free chicken for a year or something. Oh, me too. I would sell out so fast. Wouldn't even feel bad about it. Not even a little. I would even do it on this podcast. Brands, please. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't take a, a Chick-fil-A sponsorship. Bad optics. Yeah, true. I guess I was more thinking back to our Coke Zero or Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, mm. dude, I would totally take sponsorships from that. Yeah, I guess to throw another uh, hat into the ring, Pepsi. I did see the Peeps-flavored Pepsi at Walgreens yesterday, so uh, please, please don't sponsor us with that. Oh, my God. Wild Cherry, though. Yeah, Peeps. You sick fucks. You oh, my God. You haven't seen the Peepsy? Oh, I want to throw up. As if peeps weren't bad enough. God, you found a way to make Easter worse. (laughs) Way to go. My goodness gracious. Thanks, Pepsi. Thumbs up. Uh, Just give us Wild Cherry. That's that's it. Um, Pepsi Twist. Hmm. Crystal Pepsi. Now, Denny. Back on track here, I guess. (laughs) This has been Food and Snack Corner. Sponsorship pleading corner with Danny Greg. Um, what is your favorite line of Short Circuit? I imagine there's a few, and I think we both have the same winner here. Uh, there, were, there were a lot of really good ones. Um, I'll give a runner-up to... Hello, yes, I'd like to speak to one of your head warmongers, please. Mr. Monger. Um, yeah. <laughs> Another runner-up to Colt 45 Semi-Automatic Play-Doh. Um, <laughs> that was kind of badass. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I just found a. Did you see the bag of kettle chips in this movie? I don't think so. There's a bag of kettle chips that, like, I could have sworn those didn't exist until, like, the 2000s. Interesting. Do you yeah. remember them being around in childhood? I don't. Um, no. I, so, I just randomly so. came across that note in the build-up to my favorite line. I'm sorry. Uh, Kettle Foods. Oh, I think this is why. Um, founded in 1978 in Salem, Oregon, and this film was this film was made in Oregon. So I think they ah, were they were probably just a local brand at that point. That and, makes uh, sense. Yeah. Huh. Neat little tidbit. It wasn't it wasn't down our way just yet. So, boy, we're happy they're there. Oh, another another potential sponsor, Kettle hey, Food Company. Oh, I love kettle chips. I'm not even being paid to say that. I'll oh, the sea salt free. and vinegar 
Dude. You, if you hear some crunching on a future podcast, you'll know that we landed a sick sponsorship. I'd be up to my eyeballs in there in their truffle parm ones. Ooh. Throw me Ooh. in the kettle and toss me with some uh, par- parmesan and <laughs> stuff, chips and things. This is our dumbest <laughs> episode since the monkey one. <laughs> I would agree with that. Uh, <laughs> I distracted you distracted yourself from your favorite lines Dan. yes what else you got yes. um another runner up to this little fart of a robot is beginning to give me the red ass <laughs> but good line by number Scroder. one has just gotta be yeah the classic scroter uh, <laughs> hey laser lips your mama was a snow blower <laughs> so fucking awesome that was tops um I saw two different Critica reviews that quoted that, and one of them said this was the funniest line in the movie, and the other one said, use it as an example to show why this movie fucking sucked. So, <laughs> some sourpuss people on the internet. Who knew? Um, my, so you're all set with lines? Yeah, that's my favorite line. Snowblower. Mine is, uh, I, I do like that one. I had a couple runners up the old people in the truck where uh, number five throws the GPS into the truck and it's an old couple driving them. They get stopped by the security detail from Nova and the old lady says to the old man, I hope you took the grass out of the glove compartment. Oh, I didn't catch that. I was not expecting it. It was very funny. <laughs> That's awesome. It popped me pretty good. Um, and the other one isn't really a line. But I mentioned the gin and tonic that they made. They yeah. hand it to the guy, the president of the company presenting it. And he goes like, ah, just just the way I like it. Shaken and not stirred. And they like cut to a crowd shot of like people kind of laughing. And then it sounds like someone a mile away is having them. Yes. <laughs> 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 just laughing their ass off at it. Like full on tears belly laughing just like <laughs> but they sound like they're two football fields down that way. Yes. I, I noticed that too it was so distracting it's just like wait was that recorded like by the crew was that added in as an effect like was this on purpose like it, i it i really need like to know was... how it made its way into that movie because it feels like it just doesn't belong in any manner <laughs> my theory would be that it, it's got to be fully that they, <laughs> that they that was good it's got to be fully that they thought would sound like a, a larger number of people laughing if they made it quieter yeah that's maybe my so. theory maybe so and i i don't know it just it didn't work, I guess. Yeah, no, it did not work at all. It's like you're watching an episode of a sitcom and, you know, <clears> there's just one person that just laughs way too hard and you're just like, this is the only thing I hear now is yep. this person. Someone who's really trying to stand out in the uh, the live audience crowd during the shooting of Short Circuit. But my favorite line, you already spoiled it, but that's okay because it's worth bringing up twice. You have any kids, Crosby? Uh, no, sir, I don't. Well, I got three of them. Three dandy little scroters. <laughs> <laughs> he just sneaks it in there. He throws it away. Like, so I, casually says it. I don't know if they know 
right? Like, I don't think, I think they, know. they know. I think they know. It seems like <laughs> they do, but other times it seems like they don't. I, I can't, I don't know where I land on this. I think they know. They, they said Scroder way too often to not know. There's no way, like, how many times would you have to say Scroder out loud before you thought Scrotum? Um, how do I'm holding up one finger here. Like that's okay. Okay. The first right. time <laughs> it would take you one, one, one time saying it out loud to think of scrotum. So they knew they knew one table read and everyone's looking around like, really in? Scroder. <laughs> we got away with it. I'm the teacher going... didn't notice. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. My name's, <laughs> I think it's a prank on a substitute yeah. teacher. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, actually, my name is Travis. I go by Scroder. Uh, that's my middle name. So if you could call me that, that'd be great. Do you want to see my dandy little Scroder? <laughs> I got pictures in my wallet. <laughs> I uh, I love him. Such an over the top bad guy. It's such a yeah. weird way. Like Scroder was the man. He the, picks the his moments. The movie. He picks his moments. I'll say. Standout performance from Scroder. <laughs> I'm sure the actor has a name, but I don't know or care what it is. He's... I hope he got called Scroder forever after this iconic work. He was he was typecast as a Scroder. He couldn't get Hollywood to see him any other way. <laughs> Every movie he's in, he's just another Scroder. <laughs> They're all named Scroder, no matter what he does. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I was going to say, he's in that fake Malcolm X biopic that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> Malcolm X 2, Return of Scroder. Jesus. That's enough about Malcolm X, I think. Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite lines. Denny, uh, what did you give this one on the old Critiker? How did you score this one? I gave it a 33 out of 50. It is a perfectly fine little kids movie um, that is better than it has to be at a lot of points. What about you, Greg? Uh, good point. I think... I gave this one just shy of a passing grade, just shy of a 6 out of 10. I gave it a 23 out of 40. Nice. Um, I can't, in good conscience, give a passing grade to a movie with a character in brown face. So uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. And uh, Way to say, virtue signal me there, Greg. <laughs> yeah, I let you go first. <laughs> Bastard. Look over here, guys. Denny's a racist. Uh, <laughs> All because of short circuit. It finally outed me. <laughs> who knew that johnny five would be your downfall brother uh, i kept my racism secret all these years but then i said i like short circuit and it all came crashing down that final piece of the puzzle just fell into place <laughs> <laughs> everyone saw it plain as day <laughs> anyways we've pulled at that thread enough denny we did it man yes we did greg that's that, a that's a series series wrap I'm wiping my hands here saying we're done. Series over, folks. We've we've wrapped it up. We have done three movies about when you're worried about robots. Definitely not the three I was expecting we would do. I'm surprised that zero Terminators made their way into this discussion. I thought Terminator was a layup, and I, I assumed we'd do like a you know, like a fifty sci fi. We never got around to that either. Yeah, that would have been cool. I think <laughs> It's so funny, like the uh oh man, I sent you that that text. I'll I'll talk while I find it. But yeah, it's just like fifty sci fi warning about 
robots like so much that so much of that stuff is still relevant um i'll read this tweet from at alex bleckman sci-fi author in my book i invented the torment nexus as a cautionary tale tech company at long last we have created the torment nexus from the classic sci-fi novel don't create the torment nexus (laughs) (laughs) you know we're watching these movies and especially ex machina and then we're like finding boston dynamics videos and it's just like this has been a thing since the 50s like sci-fi novels movies radio radio programs things like that have warned us about the dangers of making robots that are smarter and better than us and physically superior so stop doing that thanks (laughs) boston will be ground zero for the robot apocalypse i'm sure of it how do you like them apples (laughs) that oh that oh they're all going to be programmed to say that how do you like (laughs) them apples apples? they crack your neck (laughs) Uh, play-doh so (laughs) denny all that in mind what is the best movie for when you're worried about robots um these were all good movies but i think i've got to go with your pick ex machina that was just a cut above uh it's it's fine wine fine wine i say fine cinematic wine i will also go with my pick ex machina you know if you're someone that is worried about robots uh you're just looking for a little confirmation or if you need to convince your friends to be afraid of robots especially as they're we're starting to put faces on them ex machina is a must watch folks yes um don't put faces on these robots um also (laughs) uh a fur- further warning about developing um learning machines and uh advanced robots mithregan was a uh, unsung hero of this trend uh be careful making these things because you might create a boring slasher movie so oh below the belt Ooh. unwarranted megan catching strays from greg didn't even get voted into the series and still caught a body blow dude that movie was uh yeah i think the the more i sat on it the more i was like yeah that that was a bad time (laughs) i really liked it but that might be because it was a boring slasher movie (laughs) but by your standards by your standards a boring slasher movie but not the most boring slasher movie by any stretch I don't know. Uh, Night Screams. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got a library of boring slasher movies. Mostly I do. ones that are part of a better franchise. So, um, Mithregan, hopefully not a kickstart to a new franchise. I think I'd go with, of the ones I've seen, Slumber Party Massacre. Mm, sounds like a real slumber party. Hey, put me to sleep, I'll tell you that much. Talk about a snooze fest. All right, Denny. (laughs) Well, that's it. We're done. That's a wrap on robot stuff. Um, Powering down. Powering down. Denny Bot, you are relieved. You will not be disassembled, but you will be decommissioned now. Uh, Until we need you again. Are those things different in any way? (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I'm not going to take anything apart. I'm just saying. (laughs) 
Everything stays screwed in, but yeah, I'll just unplug you for a minute there, buddy. Until we do another robot episode. Until we do. Godspeed, Dennybot. Godspeed, Dennybot. We hardly knew ye. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Next week, uh, tentatively, is going to be a special episode. We're kind of wanting to do, like, a short little revisit to maybe some past themes in between themes so as we finish one before we get to the next one maybe we have kind of a special episode in between our next series is going to be movies for when you're on a korean cinema kick we are going to be discussing korean film it is going to be an awesome time i don't think we will get any um corny 80s movies in this one probably uh, not no. probably not um denny's got his pick which is i don't have my pick i thought you were doing memories you... of murder Oh, yes, I picked Memories of Murder. I forgot about that. I picked yes. Memories of Murder. Yes, you did. It's on it's on the spreadsheet. <clears throat> that yes. means it's set in stone. Uh, my pick is going to be Burning. So get uh, get those watched while you still can, I guess. If you haven't seen those movies, they're great. And then we'll have an audience poll before you know it. If you want to vote in that poll, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all that good stuff, at Movies for Win. We love a damn audience poll people thank Boy, you all for we. voting for a short circuit in the meantime um, they chose well they did choose well i think before we get to korean cinema though ten the plan right now is to discuss the last of us as a series we're going we're going to bring someone back that helped me out with the last naughty dog um live action adaptation uncharted hopefully tyler simpson will be back he just moved across the country, so it might be a little tough. Uh, but he, he said he has some thoughts about The Last of Us. He and I are big fans of the game, so I think it's going to be a good time as we reprise Movies for Win. Movies with an asterisk. Movies for Win. Uh, you want to know if the game was better. So that should be yeah. a special episode. Look forward to that. I, I want to do it no matter what. Hopefully that's next week. Uh, otherwise, we're going to be kicking off Korean cinema. So. Woo! Stay tuned, folks. Are you sure you don't want to join in on that convo? I kind of. I'm, unde <clears throat> I'm undecided. I'll probably join. I would like. I think he and I would both like the opinions of somebody that didn't play the game. Okay, I, I was thinking I didn't have anything to add because I hadn't played the game, but now I see that's what I bring to the table. It's a, <laughs> so it's an incredibly unique perspective um, because I feel like almost everybody I know has either played the game or like you know uh watch someone play through it kind of knew the story already so yeah i knew nothing and now and, i love the show so much i will definitely not play through the game because i don't want to know what happens uh play through the first game the season one ends where the first game ends so okay. it's it's uh it's its own piece so you can play through the last of us part one and not have to worry about any spoilers okay it's cool i recommend it so uh We'll be welcoming Tyler for that discussion, hopefully next week. If not, it'll be very soon, though. And that's it. We did it, folks. Sweet. Thanks for Sweet. tuning in. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. joining us for our robo sessions. Ah, <sighs> robo sessions. All the different Denny bots, all the different models. We were glad we to We really innovated. We really pushed ourselves, Greg, but that's what we do for our audience. We push ourselves. Sure. Yeah, we're hard workers. Um, 
reward that hard work with five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to it. I don't know mm-hmm. if it matters, but it, it's nice to get ratings, I guess, It helps somewhere. us in the algorithm. It helps us. It'll boost us up. Maybe someone who doesn't know us will listen one day. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a representative of the Kettle Foods Company will uh, <laughs> happen Feel. across this podcast and be like, hey, what a fun coincidence. <laughs> See, I, I don't want to get sponsored, Greg, because if we get sponsored, then we have to report taxes. And this is, like, so much fun. Why bring taxes into into this? Well, Denny, I think in another life, I would love nothing more than to do podcasts and taxes with you. You've broken my heart again, Evelyn. <laughs> Eve- who's Evelyn? All right, Denny. Evelyn. Uh, <laughs> all right, Denny, but one last time. Hit us with a robotic catchphrase, as you've been programmed to do. For Greg Work, the 0010001110100001 Johnson, I am Denny Bot, the 0111000011100001 Taylor. And this has been Movies for When. We already decommissioned me when. But you know what we didn't decommission? What's my cage again? I'm alive. See my circuit board? Just like him!